Howdy, pilgrims. Welcome back to The Pill. We've got an awesome dose of startups for y'all today, so let's get to it. First, we'll talk about Remento, which just raised a $3 million seed round. The startup recently launched an app designed to help families preserve precious stories. And next, we'll break down Albedo, hot off its $48 million Series A led by Breakthrough Energy Ventures and Shield Capital, and how this Austin-based startup is changing the satellite imagery game with its low-orbit satellites. Stick with us for the story of Muckrack and its first round of outside funding, a massive $180 million Series A led by Susquehanna Growth Equity. The company will look to take a stronghold in the public relations management space. I see your $180 million Series A, oh. and I raise you with this next one. We'll wrap up this week's dose with a discussion on terawatt infrastructure, a company that's building electric vehicle charging infrastructure for commercial fleets fresh off of its earth-shattering $1 billion Series A. Holy cow. Probably the biggest we've ever seen on the pill. Yeah. Some exciting startups and massive fundraisers in this week's dose. Let's get right into it. You see here, kid? You gotta just go for it. Don't think about what comes after or what came before. You just gotta bend your knees, take a deep breath, and jump. This is Venture Pill with your hosts, Brandon and Sam. We're here to prescribe you your weekly dose of startups and venture capital to keep you informed in the evolving world of venture. Okay, welcome back, listeners. Leading off this week's dose is Remento, a storytelling app made to preserve family stories, which just raised $3 million in seed funding, led by Upfront Ventures and followed on by several angel investors. The LA-based company recently launched its iOS app after beta testing it for the past year. The app is designed to give users conversation prompts to encourage family members to share stories about their lives. Once a prompt is selected, you can record a conversation directly within the app. And once recorded, these stories can then be shared with other loved ones without any other additional editing required. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I love the ability to share it with other family members. Um, and really the backstory is what kind of tugged at my heartstrings here. So Remento was founded in 2020 by Charlie Green, who came up with the idea after filming a series of interviews with his mother shortly after she was diagnosed with cancer. Hmm. Yeah, and in an interview, Green mentioned that his parents recorded tons of home videos when he was growing up, and it wasn't until his father passed away in 2001 that he and his family came to realize how precious those videos really were. Yeah, and I can say firsthand, I mean, my family did a great job of preserving plenty of family videos. It's definitely something I always look forward to when I go home to be able to look into those videos. And they're already so meaningful and powerful to me now. And it's really something that just continues to give back as time passes on. Um, so all yeah. that to say, we really love the concept here with Remento. And a little bit more on Remento, the app. So it's built on a foundation of neuroscience psychology, as well as storytelling expertise. And the app is designed to make it easy and seamless to capture family stories through guided conversations. Additionally, the app is free to use, though founder Charlie Green mentioned that down the line they might add some additional features where you could see a freemium model come into play. Definitely. 
And I think we all know COVID-19 made it clear to many of us how important family time and relationships really are. I know of several people online that I follow that suggested basically during the pandemic, hey, you know, you're sitting around right now, you have Zoom, you should get your grandparents or your parents or whoever on some video conversations and those will be gems down the line. Yeah, totally agreed there. And Definitely leveraging Romento could be a great way to get go about recording those family stories from grandparents, parents, any loved ones, really. Yeah, I know I've lost a few grandparents in the past years, recent years, and um, the visits that I have with them will be memories for a lifetime. Having those on record would be really cool. I've not, I've not done that before, but uh, a platform like this that makes it easy, that prompts you and does does a lot of the work for you sounds awesome right and as we wrap up and transition into our next story let's use this moment to remind everyone to give their parents grandparents and family a quick call see how everyone's doing yeah love it shifting gears here uh our next company of today is albedo which just announced a 48 million dollar series a led by breakthrough energy ventures and shield capital Albedo is a space company that will operate low-orbit satellites unlike any other companies in the space, And uh, <laughs> pun intended. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> nice. So the Austin and Denver-based company will use this round of funding to continue the testing and development of their core technology. Founded by UT grad Topher Haddad, Albedo impressively received a license from the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration for commercial use of its industry-leading 10-centimeter resolution. And with a name like that, I imagine the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration drives a hard bargain. Indeed. Up (laughs) up there with (laughs) the Norwegian... What was it? The Norwegian (laughs) Fishing and Marine Life Authority or something like that? (laughs) Something like that. And that 10 centimeter resolution is as high a resolution as the United States government's best classified satellites. So truly powerful there. Amazing. Yeah. And to make that commercially available is a big opportunity. This technology allows the satellites to capture very high quality imagery of the Earth because of the ability to fly at such a low orbit. Not only are they able to capture optical imagery, which is typical satellite imagery you're used to, but also thermal imagery. Uh, almost simultaneously, which provides another competitive advantage for albedo, making the thermal imagery that much better than other options out there when they can kind of cross-reference them and make them a little bit more accurate and better resolution. Yeah, super interesting. And you in the audience might be thinking, why does this matter? Aren't the current satellites up there doing a pretty good job of capturing images for things like Google Maps? Um, And the answer is that On top of Google Maps and GPS technology, there are a lot of applications that Albedo is going to be targeting. Yeah, beyond maps, with the ability to measure precisely temperature, moisture, and energy efficiency, the applications quickly become pretty interesting. So to list a few, think about agriculture, monitoring crops and things like that, urban planning, Mm. defense. Uh, We can see governments, I mean, they're already using this kind of technology, but albedo's imagery could be pretty competitive with what they already have it seems other industries like construction reforestation is a big one and much much more there is a tough road ahead to get the technology commercially viable and realistically to get these refrigerator sized satellites up into space 
Uh, but it's a worthwhile challenge because if they can do it, the business opportunity there is massive. Yeah, massive indeed. With the accompanying software product that they have that will go along with those satellites, this will be a big data play. As you can imagine, selling to companies and governments in a variety of industries like we just mentioned, that's a lot of money there. I mean, mm. for large organizations to get better, more accurate data, uh, it'll be a big opportunity. Uh, we do hope to have Topher on the pod in the coming months. I met him at South by Southwest this past uh, March, and he was doing a presentation alongside some other space tech companies, which was awesome. Uh, I spoke to him, and right now he's heads down putting this capital to use, so hopefully we get him, get him to join the pill and tell the story of Albedo in more detail in the coming months. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure Topher's got his hands full, but Hopefully in due time, we get to bring them onto the venture pill. All right. Our third company for this week's dose is Muckrack, which just announced a groundbreaking $180 million Series A led by Susquehanna Growth Equity. Muckrack is a public relations management platform, or better known as a PRM platform, founded in 2009 by Gregory Gallant, or at Gregory on Twitter, part of the One Name Gang, which is pretty awesome. Elite. So Elite, it was an early user of Twitter. Uh, the company has been bootstrapped by Greg and the team for its 13-year lifespan until this round. Uh, to quickly explain what the word bootstrapped means, if you don't know, all that means is they haven't raised any outside equity before. Uh, so they've used the company's profits to continue reinvesting and growing. Now they're at uh, over 200 employees, and they've decided to raise this massive $180 million to infuse the company and drive massive growth. Love when we get the opportunity to explain some key venture terms on the pod and well, well instructed there, Sam. And in, in light of teaching our listeners a little bit more, you might be wondering what is PRM, public relations management? I know I hadn't really come across it before we dove into this company, but basically whenever you see a company put out a press release, there's a whole process that happens on the back end that collaborates with the media outlet to get the best story out there about the company. And Muckrack helps make that process incredibly easy for both parties. Basically, they describe it as a media database that curates hundreds of millions of data points to help PR teams find journalists, podcasters, and content creators, generate coverage, monitor news, and prove the value of their work. Wow, tons of use cases there. And furthermore, journalists use Muckrack's free tools to showcase their portfolios as well as analyze news about any topic, and they can measure the impact of their stories, which I imagine is a powerful tool for them to leverage. Definitely. I mean, we'll have to get VenturePill on, on Muckrack so <laughs> companies can announce their funding rounds through us. Um, so we'll be doing that soon. And the company has seen great growth in recent years, specifically 75% year-over-year revenue growth since 2021, and 300% over the span of 2018 to 2021. Truly explosive growth there, um, and that probably sheds a light as to why they were able to raise such a large Series A. And with this influx of funding, they will look to become the go-to, the golden standard for public relations management. And Muckrack already features some pretty prominent customers, including Google, Pfizer, as well as Duolingo. Yeah, so impressive already to this point, not having raised any money and having big names like that. So they don't have long to go. I'm sure they're already one of the industry leaders, but they're, they're going to want to really strengthen that hold. 
We also wanted to wrap up this story with, with a highlight that Muckrack recently announced they are a fully remote company. And I know Gregory strongly believes that this will be a strategic advantage for them moving forward, putting a stake in the ground to make it about equality and opportunity and really investing in the remote culture of their company. Yeah, I know you and I have discussed, you know, work from home versus a hybrid model versus being strictly in office. And I love how Gregory hones in on equality and opportunity. And on the same vein, they have notably great benefits like phone and internet stipends, as well as a co-working budget. So I love how Muckrack is differentiating itself and attracting talent, especially in a day and age where companies are starting to force or highly recommend employees to return back to their offices. Yeah, so really cool mission there, uh, along with a really cool product. And congratulations to Gregory and the team for the hard work they put in over the last 13 years building that company from the ground up and partnering with a good firm as well. They're going to work hand-in-hand with the founding team, allowing them to still drive the direction of the company and not necessarily take control uh, or change change how things are going right now. So it seems like a great partnership, a big round. It'll be interesting to see how they put that money to work and and really take that next step of growth. And for our fourth and final story of this week's dose, Terawatt, a company that builds electric vehicle charging infrastructure for fleets, secured an earth-shattering $1 billion Series A to expand its portfolio of commercial charging centers. Wow, that is up there with some of the largest rounds in venture pill history. That Uh, is on the Mount Rushmore of Series A's. That's at the top of Series A's. I can't, is I can't that remember. <laughs> George? <laughs> that is the founding father um, of Series A's for Metropil. Um I can't remember if we've covered a, a larger equity round than that before. We'll have to dig deep into the database uh, and get our statisticians on, on the job there. Immediately on the case. Yeah. Um, but this actually follows another massive round that they had in their seed round uh, shortly ago, $100 million, just, you know, Something light. A little bit, yeah, something to, <laughs> a little appetizer. <laughs> um, that was led by Keyframe Capital and Cyrus Capital, who both participated in this Series A, alongside a new firm, Vision Ridge Partners. And this monumental seed round, coupled with this massive Series A, I think just highlight the vast opportunity within the EV charging market. Definitely. And Terawatt buys strategically located property and builds large-scale, high-powering charging centers that are primarily built to serve commercial fleets of electric trucks. So the properties are located in large metropolitan areas, as well as key highway corridors and logistics hubs. So they're certainly being pretty strategic with where they purchase this Mm -hmm. real estate. And Terawatt currently has sites across 18 states, mostly in the western part of the United States for now, but they indicated that they have plans of expanding to the East Coast and I imagine throughout the United States with this massive round of funding. Oh yeah, I'm putting one billion to work pretty quickly there to expand across the US. We wanted to highlight a quick quote from the CEO, Neha Palmer. She was the former head of strategy at Google. In the coming weeks, Terawatt will announce the largest and most ambitious charging project to date for the electrification of long-haul transportation along a major highway corridor. Boom. (laughs) What a quote there. Yeah, I mean, that is as good of a speculative tease as it gets. 
and excited to see what this massive announcement coming out of Terawatt will be. We'll, we'll certainly be on the lookout for that. Um, but aside from that quote, Terawatt has been playing their cards relatively close to the chest. They are an experienced poker player, <laughs> as they've only, they've only revealed one public customer thus far, and that customer is Captain, which is a Las Vegas-based electric vehicle rideshare startup. That's a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> um, that agreed in June to use Terawatt as its exclusive charging provider for operations held in Nevada, California, as well as Florida. Right, so we'll be really interested to see how their network of customers grows as they continue to invest in properties and building out their charging network. Uh, that is exactly what this funding will be used for, right? It's going to help them build out the charging infrastructure at its current portfolio properties as well as continue acquiring those new properties. So very much a real estate play here. Strategic placement of those properties in those charging stations will be very key to building a, a proper network for the commercial fleets. Right. And this feels like just the tip of the iceberg in terms of making electric vehicle adoption widely spread. We've spoken a lot about electric vehicle adoption for consumers, but to start thinking about a world where commercial fleets and truckers transporting goods from one end of the country to the other, to be doing so in an electric vehicle and cutting out your carbon emissions like that, I mean, it's really exciting stuff. It is. And we, I would be interested to see the statistics, the breakdown between carbon footprint from consumers, you know, regular cars on the road versus trucks and semis. I imagine, I don't know, I don't want to speculate and do public math here, but... <laughs> I'd imagine a significant portion of carbon emissions come from trucks. Just think about the massive amount of highway driving that they're doing. And to switch that to all electrical would be a big impact. And as we know, as we've discussed, one of the biggest hurdles to adoption is the charging network. And if Terawatt is putting a billion dollars behind this, I'm sure they'll be immediately one of the leaders in the space. Right. And... I'm just thinking to myself here. I mean, I think a Tesla can be fully charged in an hour, maybe two. I'm wondering how long it would take to charge up an 18-wheeler as it prepares to go from New York to Chicago and Chicago to L.A. Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, I wonder what the truck drivers think of this. You know, will they be having to spend a lot more time charging as opposed to getting gas, or are they all for it? If I were a truck driver, I'd probably be pretty excited to drive an electric truck. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> But yeah, it's not too often that you see the B in billion in a venture round, and this one's certainly notable. We're glad we were able to cover it here today, and we'll certainly be interested to see how they deploy a thousand million dollars. <laughs> Just put that into perspective. Wow. That's a thousand millions, uh, which is crazy, um, but a big, big opportunity. So it makes sense. Yay, first on the venture pill, but surely not the last electric vehicle-related startup we'll cover on the show. Uh, but that just about does it for this week's Dose. Thank you, as always, to all of our pilgrims for listening, and be sure to tune in next week. Yeah, we've got two interviews on the docket, a uh, bit of technical difficulties with our first one. That has been rescheduled. Have no fear, you will see an interview next week and the week following. We're really excited about those. And we'll see you next week. Please tune in and share the show. Share the show with someone. I challenge you to tell someone else about VenturePill. If you like what we're doing and, and you want to help someone else get into venture, learn about cool companies, we'd really appreciate sharing the show. 
and let us know if you do. Signing off. Signing off. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for your next dose of startups and venture capital on Venture Pill. She told me that she only bumps my music when she's lonely. Thinks my vibe's a little low key, okie dokie. That's alright, but.